I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A rainy night. I love a rainy night. Eddie Rabbit died for your sins. What? I love <laughs> Well, welcome to the sportive. That is that is fair use, and I won't hear anything else from any lawyers who say that we can't have Stu singing the intro song. It's it's sportive late night. Uh, we're recording this in the middle of the night, and we don't want to have to edit in the song at the end. So we, I just had Stu sing the intro. I'm I'm John Marthaler. Uh Brandon is not here, which is why. You're dealing with my incompetent technical stylings rather than Brandon's incompetent technical stylings. With me is Stuart. Um, again, I apologize for the estate of Eddie Rabbit. I know he is uh, deceased, but um, that was fair use. And I will fight you in a parking lot if you're a copyright lawyer. So with that in mind, let's get this show on the road, John. Yeah, uh, so the reason we're recording in the middle of the night is I... Sort of strangely, I, I was supposed to go to a childbirth prep class tonight, but we discovered when we got there, and no one was there, that as it turns out, the Alina nurses have already gone on strike in some ways. And so, huh. instead of instead of learning how babies are born, I drove a million miles an hour up to Blaine to watch Minnesota United lose an extra time to Sporting Kansas City, who is... Oh. You know how? Who is the most annoying team in all of the, all of sports, Stu? Um. Well, obviously localized would be the Green Bay Packers, but on a national level. Yeah, on a national level. Boy, are the Dallas Cowboys good enough? Yeah. I think yeah, the Dallas Cowboys are still. Well, I'm he- I'm here to tell you that Sporting Kansas City is worse. They're worse than the Dallas Cowboys. In what way? They're, they're, they, number one, they have Dom Dwyer, who's the most, I, I don't want to say he's the most annoying human because I've never met him personally, but he's definitely the most annoying player to watch I've ever seen. He's a diver, he's a cheater, he loves to run up to the ref and complain, and I just hate him. And what you're about to say is, oh, all soccer players do that. Well, that's not true, and also... Well, no, that's because that's Clarence isn't here yet. Oh, yeah, that's true. Clarence isn't, Clarence isn't here because Clarence is coaching every one of his 14 children in any of six different sports at any given time. So, anyway, I hate Kansas City. I, I hate Dom Dwyer, and I just hate soccer. Uh, it was that kind of that night. So, 
the less said about um, that, the better, I would say. And this um, is the game that they got to play because they won a different game earlier this month, right? Th- that's correct. This is the yeah. cup competition, Stu. Cup it's cup. like a big knockout tournament, except you don't know who you're going to play next. And the, are the United out at this point? The United are now out. Oh, God. And but you said Durkey's hair um, is good. Yeah, so, right. Our former, our friend of the podcast, former guest Eric Durkey, he was there. He had on a beautiful suit and he had tremendous hair because that's um, the way that Eric Durkey rolls. Um, what was the food sitch in the press box? I wasn't in the press box actually. Oh, you were so, you attended as a fan. I exactly. I I sat next to a friend of the podcast Dan Mick, who was oh. he, he designed our logo, logo designer yes. Dan Mick. Thanks, Dan Mick. And he did a lot of screaming at the refs, and a lot of people in the crowd turned around and looked at him like he was an alien, which was fun. Uh, you're going to have that. I I, um, I enjoyed what, that what part you, for sure. Uh, can you speculate on what the food situation was in the press box? Well, I can. Having been in the press box many times, the food situation mm-hmm. was there were little sliders, not already made. Oh. There, there's sort of old, older buns. And then you put the little slider on it, and there's ketchup and mustard and pickles. And you can put those on your sliders. There was potato salad, there was fruit, and then there were cookies. Hmm. That's the press box food situation. Holiday holiday station stores have a nice variety at their uh, deli kiosk area. It's not terrible. You could do worse. And frankly, the press, what do they really deserve anyway? Yeah. <laughs> Those ink-stained wretches wouldn't know good food if it was thrown at their heads by angry fans who want Joe Maurer to catch. The butt of a rifle in Donald Trump's ire, I think, is what they deserve. But that's, you know, that's, <laughs> that's, just, that's just me. Entirely accurate, showing, I would say. Exactly. Showing off my conservative political leanings again. Mm-hmm. Um, do we have a show sheet for this one or not? Uh, we did, and then Brandon said he was stupid. So we're just, but oh, Brandon's not man. here, so I don't care what Brandon has to say. But okay. I do want to start. I do want to start with Brandon's favorite topic, the NBA Finals, because oh, okay. it's the biggest thing going right now, and we like it being is. we're we're. The one thing that people say about the sport of is that it's relevant to their lives <laughs> and what they're interested in. So I, I don't have a lot to say in the NBA Finals except that I find that I'm pulling for the Cavaliers more with each passing day because the yeah, Warriors I, I, are just a their their fans, their team, pretty much everything about the Warriors is just very annoying. They've gone from absolutely lovable to like you know bullies in like one season. Basically, Why did, I, I don't mean, know. I don't know. I mean, obviously, Draymond Green is a huge part of that. Just you know, the nut punching is just stop doing that. Mm-hmm. Don't don't do that. Um. Uh, let's see. Uh, Steph Curry has dad shoes, which should actually be endearing and. In my yeah, opinion, if but. Ricky Rubio had dad shoes, I would think it was the greatest thing ever. Ricky Rubio definitely has dad shoes. He'll probably have like the New Balance line of Rubio sixes or something like that. But um, I, I still like Golden State just because I I enjoyed them so much last year and during the regular season this year. But my God, they're unlikable right now. They're just, I mean, Clay Thompson is fun to watch. And he's kind of one of us because he's absolutely one of us. He's from Minnesota. Yeah. Even though I don't, I don't know that he ever w- lived here. Or I don't think he's ever there. actually been here. Like but he is definitely one. Of, if he needed to get a job in the Wells Fargo Tower, he could get one. Yep. Right for sure. There. Just go up the elevator, getting hired at law firm after law firm with a signed, you know, 
um, Xerox from from Sid, he'd be able to get like some sort of accounting gig. He had to he had to guess. I would love I'd love to imagine Sid calling around to people he thinks listen to them and asking for former gopher athletes to get jobs and just having them. <laughs> He's calling guys who died 15 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's just open up the old Rolodex here. Exactly. <laughs> um, I know Clarence is probably... He, Clarence and Brandon have a whole thing about the Cavaliers and I don't know even if it's legit or not. I don't... I don't. I can't say I understand it. For for the listeners who don't maybe follow closely on Twitter, for some reason Clarence has decided that LeBron is Brandon's favorite, not only basketball player but human being, and has thus taunted him with the phrase "tarnished legacy" roughly once every ten minutes for the last two yeah. weeks. Yeah, it's amazing. He's got one of those like Twitter bots, I think, that just yeah. automatically does it. He's for a guy who seems like he doesn't know how to work the remote control on his television. He sure is good at Twitter, Clarence. He's amazing at Twitter. He's so good at it. So, um, yeah, I, I, I've been staying out of it because, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not if, gonna get involved in that. If they're fighting about LeBron, they're during their work day. I don't want to fight about LeBron. <laughs> yeah, you say <laughs> you're busy during the work day, but I'm getting tweets about Euro 2016 from you, so. That was fun. Well, that's because I work at home on Mondays and Tuesdays, and oh. soccer is like almost like Twins baseball as far as white noise in the background. That's it's true. So, it's so effective. Like it's you know, something happens, good. you can look up, but there's just like, that hum of like you know the the stadium with all the the chanting, and then like a a guy with a, like a really thick British accent going, "Oh, it's a firecracker!" And it's <laughs> just it's it's just great for getting work done. And it's I, I, it, I love the I love the the Copa and the Euro. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just really, really enjoying that part of it. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying it, Stu. I, I'm going to do my impromptu ranking of the best background noise sports. Oh boy! From this is my this is my top four. Number four is soccer. Number three, as you mentioned, baseball, great background noise sport. Number two is golf. You don't really need oh, to for, follow a golf tournament. That is just, number one for. That is also number one for Sunday napping. Yes. It's, it's an unchallenged it's number so, one you napping that's sport. That's that's like you know DiBaggio's fifty six. You're never gonna you're never gonna be golfer for Sunday nap. TV. But the the number one background noise sport of all time is cricket because really? it's well it's seven. I, I, don't, I don't know near enough about this to actually say yes or no to it. The game goes on for seven hours a day, and you pretty much have to look up every 45 seconds, and that's it. And it's sort of regular, and you can sort of hear it, so it's the perfect thing to concentrate for 40 seconds, or you can concentrate for longer. There's not a lot that happens even in those 45-second breaks. And it just, it's perfect. It's like an even more sedate version of baseball in that regard. Do they really like the white stripes in cricket, or not so much? Uh, I'm not aware of their attitude towards either Jack nor Meg White. Okay. So I mean, uh, 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 I mean that's obviously a very, very clutch soccer and now college football um, chant. I just didn't know if that was also in cricket. I I I, I have no information. Okay. Regarding um, the White Stripes and cricket, maybe the, okay. they seem like they could be huge ch- cricket people. I don't you know think- why. You never know. That Jack White. Jack White is just, he's a renaissance man. 
Um, back to basketball. Um, game five was awesome. I don't know. Did you watch game I, five? I did watch a fair amount of the second half of game was, five. No, they were just throwing haymakers the whole goddamn night. It was it was really fun. I thought. And then suddenly the Warriors couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. In the finals. I think. I think that's accurate. It, it was the first one that wasn't a total blowout, right? Yeah. I f- yeah. 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 That sounds right. So, or at least it was. It was the first one that like both teams were just you know trading punches and just. I mean, Kyrie Irving played the best game of his life. LeBron mm-hmm. played like probably a top ten LeBron game. And Clay Kevin Thompson couldn't miss. <laughs> and Kevin and Love Kevin played Kevin. the worst game of basketball by anyone ever. <laughs> That vine of LeBron not giving him a high five and instead just bitching him out is, is it's just Kevin's like I'm not even supposed to be here today. Was, just, I, I, I I didn't even like retweet it. I didn't do anything. Just, I felt bad for him in that mm-hmm. moment. I mean, it's, I know he's not a likable guy necessarily, but I just felt bad for him because he's like all excited because the Cavaliers are just, you know, they're putting it to Golden State at Golden State. The only team that puts it to Golden State at Golden State is your Minnesota Timberwolves. Yep. They're the, team. they're the only ones who can win there. Exactly. And they're just, and then he's like, and LeBron's coming over to the bench and he's got the high five waiting for him. And LeBron's like saying, just box out, motherfucker. And I was like, <laughs> do something. No, I can't do that. <laughs> I've never been able to do that. I throw outlet passes. That's what I do. Outlet passes My and in the Beach Boys. Not getting back on defense. Help me, Rhonda. <laughs> God only knows. The entire Pet Sounds album. That's my uncle. And LeBron <laughs> is just having none of it. <sighs> it's true. Um, but it's... Yeah, it was fun, and I still, I don't see Cleveland actually it's... taking it to Game Seven and winning. It's kind of amazing that Golden State found the one way to rip the hearts out of Cleveland fans even more. Not only, they didn't sweep them in four games, which would have been painful enough, but just to mm-hmm. extend the series one more game so that they can crush them in front of their home fans. It's Yeah, I mean, you, the, the thing that Draymond Green does is, I mean, he sets the hard fucking picks. I mean, he's setting screens, and he's... Yeah, by what you mean, over. he runs down the floor and kicks somebody in the junk. Pretty much, yeah. But he gets away with it. He's basically Dennis Robin. I'm, I'm aware of that. But yeah, it's. Uh, I d- I think Golden State wins tomorrow night in Cleveland to make it just all that, much, like you said, just that much more painful. For but them. you do have to. You got to be rooting hard for Cleveland, even if you don't like LeBron and you're talking about his tarnished legacy all just the time. Game seven. game seven between these two teams would be pretty epic. I agree. I agree. And again, that again, LeBron and Kyrie Irving played out of their minds on Monday night. And that does make me at least say, well, God, can they do that again? Mm-hmm. We'll be at home. Yeah. And I mean, can Kyrie Irving hit everything he throws up and score 42 points or whatever? Can, can Steph Curry have like the worst final series of any MVP has made it to the finals? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> he's, he's well on his way to doing that. He is not not played well at all, but I mean, no, no one's really noticing it because of all the other storylines that are going on, but Steph has not been the miracle worker that he was during the regular season in the first part of the playoffs. Does does this seem strange to you? I, I, I went on the ESPN NBA page earlier today, and if you go to the NBA homepage, they have sort of the banner up on the top that has all of the different sections. It's got home and scores and playoffs, teams, schedule, all that stuff. But the final one on the right, after standings and players and draft, the final tab is nothing but Steph. It's an entire you know, section for Steph Curry, 
but it's called Nothing But Steph. And I don't mm-hmm. get that. Um, I would assume if the internet was what it was during Michael Jordan's prime, there would have been, you know, a similar section for him. True. Uh, now I'm I'm checking the other sections to see if there's similar similar ones. Well, the the baseball the baseball one has one for the 1927 Yankees, which I don't get at all. That, that's weird. I I it's don't. The 89th anniversary, maybe. 89 is a big number in New York, it's hmm. the city that never sleeps. I thought maybe um, the NHL one would have one for Sidney Crosby. Howell? Yeah, Gordy Howe. I don't know. Gordy Howe. Nothing but Gord. Yeah, I... Huh. Nothing, <laughs> nothing but no, Gord I, would I be a good name for a hockey blog. But, let's let's start a hockey blog, Stu, and it's going to be called yeah. Nothing But Gord. Also, write. Do you have a pen and paper on you? Write that one down for a show title. Yep, so. it's already even done. If, even if we don't end up talking about hockey at all for the rest of the show, it's still good. Yeah, decent. Yeah. All right. That's um, that's a good segue. Links? Well, it's it's a good segue to Las Vegas hockey. Because oh, I think we, okay. <laughs> I think since we we suddenly started talking hockey, I do want to I do want to mention that it sounds like it's pretty much a done deal that hockey's going to Las Vegas starting not next season but the season after that. Is it a new team or a team moving? New team. Well, we'll see. Who knows which team will decide to move from whatever terrible Canadian city now that the Canadian dollar is worthless again. So. There, there's always that possibility, but the, yeah, there's supposed to be supposed to be an expansion team. I assume Thomas Vanek has already demanded a trade to Las Vegas. Not, they're not even playing next year, but he's just got to get out there because he he loves it there. But oh, here's yeah. I mean, here's if here's this a guy to skate with two broken legs. Will be Thomas Vanek. <laughs> um, I gotta sorry. I gotta assume um, that everyone will. I it's the first. It's the first sport that's going to Las Vegas besides... I was going to say the first pro sport, but UNLV basketball. In the UNLV 90s basketball was in the 89s. Very well paid, so... It was very well paid and tremendous fun to watch. So not exactly the first one, but... Right. They, they've never had a, a team in the five major professional sports, and so I think a lot of people will treat it like it's a big thing because it's Las Vegas, have you ever been to Las Vegas, Stu? I have been to Las Vegas many times. Let's Do you like it five, there? Five or six. Do you really um, like it there? I like it for 48 hours. Um, by the 72nd hour, I'm like, uh, and by what the 96th you... hour, I just want to go home so bad. What do you like about Las Vegas for that first 48 hours? Um, I like betting on sports. It's fun. I enjoy it. Okay. I like... Uh, I'll give you that food. one. I, I, I like going, like, there's, like, decent food options there. You can, like, go, you can get an In-N-Out burger as well anywhere in Las Vegas, which is awesome. Okay, so we're burgers, up to like, you know, sports betting and In-N-Out burger. Sports betting, In-N-Out, and again, I'm, I'm you know, 45 years old, so it's, you know, yep. I'm, so if I was 25, obviously my answers would be very different, and they would involve, like, you know, breasts and shots, but, um. But you can do those um, things anywhere. Sports wagering, I, exactly. Sports wagering and food. There, there's what I like about Las Vegas. All right. I'll, I'll give you both of those things because they both in and out Burger is good and betting mm-hmm. on sports is really fun. Yeah. But my, I've only been to Vegas once, but my overarching experience was that it was just the saddest party that wouldn't end ever. It's, again, yeah, it's, uh, man... 
It is America distilled to its essence. If its essence was really, really, really sad mm-hmm. and had a jean vest, <laughs> I, that, didn't, that didn't make sense. I, that was a Nelson Muntz thing. I don't know. It's like the Wisconsin Dells at 3 a.m. all the time. Yeah, that's it's not that's not wrong. Um, I mean, I God, and I know like I mean, Broxy hates it. I, we're, mm-hmm. we're we're clear on that. Um, I don't mind it, and I'm slated to actually go again this September. Um, I just, man, it's just, I don't, I'm conflicted. Well, I'm conflicted. I, I'm, as far as hockey goes, Clarence pointed out in our in our email exchange about this that, number one, he's predisposed to hate it because Gary Bettman is in charge of it, which he's right. If Gary Bettman is pushing a Las Vegas expansion team, that means it's a terrible idea. And yeah. no one should like it. But at least they're the first ones to do it, and they're trying something new, and I guess that's good. Um, I'm not worried about corruption, because I mean, yeah. it's Vegas. They want their lines to be accurate. They want They don't want things to be bent. They want Plus- to make money. Unless you're a goaltender, it seems like it would be very difficult to shave points in hockey. Really difficult. It would be pretty obvious pretty quick, unless, you know, you were um, mm-hmm. Rob Stauber in the early 90s. <laughs> How dare you? up soft goals. How dare you? Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> furious. Yeah. Just furious yeah, I, now. I, Cancel I, I, the rest of my podcast. I'm sorry. But yeah, I'm not worried about that aspect of it at all. I'm not... I, and I think, honestly, since they're the first ones in, I'm not worried about, like, a Florida Panthers type of situation where there's going to be, like, 20 people in a warm-weather city following a hockey team. I think they'll probably actually get, draw fairly well there, don't you? I think they will. I mean, yeah, I think it's not like... going to be the major league thing. I mean, again, UNLV basketball aside, this will be the first major league sport in town in one of the major American cities. And I think they'll do... Honestly, I think it's silly that none, neither baseball nor football nor uh, basketball have gone in there yet. I think I think the most exciting thing will be the number of sports writers who treat it like it's manna from heaven, to use a David Kahn term, and just are absolutely the most excited people ever to go to to go to Las Vegas because for some reason sports writers there's certain things that sports writers love. Number one is Bruce Springsteen's. Number two mm-hmm. is Las Vegas, and I don't exactly know why, but you know that every hockey writer is going to be sort of making wink, wink, nudge, nudge jokes about oh Vegas, etc., so on. Mm-hmm. While if it's Mike Russo just drinking forty nine cups of coffee a day and spending all his time chasing down news that nobody else is getting, so and you know how we, you know, we talk about how like you know certain teams have a hangover, mm-hmm. visiting teams have a hangover when they go into certain cities like Los Angeles or Atlanta or something like that. I think the Las Vegas hangover will be like the immediate cliche as used. I have a team that like shows up and like gets, you know, drilled like six to one or something like that. But hockey players are degenerates. How are you going to find a squad of 23 guys who are going to live in Vegas? But they, <laughs> if you've ever met a hockey player, that should, it should not make a difference. But if you're, if you if you're on the Las Vegas Black Knights or whatever they're going to be called, how are you ever going to be sober if you're a hockey player? 
Well, you know, they'll just... I mean, the, the Vegas suburbs are like any others. They're just like the Phoenix suburbs. You know, you're we, out in the middle of the desert in these, you know, pre-planned communities mm-hmm. with fake lawns and gates. That's that's what the Vegas suburbs are. We should ask you former guest... Summerlin and... Former guest Patrick it. Donnelly, he lived there for a while. He can tell us yeah. all about Vegas. We'll have an all about Vegas podcast later. We absolutely can. The Vegas... I mean, and that's... it's. I think that would actually be interesting. Yeah. Well, he would have I'm actual like, information. Like the 164 <laughs> episodes of this podcast, I would actually be interested in listening to that. <laughs> All right, Patrick, record us a podcast. We we don't want to hear ourselves living, talking. Living in the Vegas burbs and just like living a daily life in Las Vegas, Nevada. I would actually listen to that. But I would like Clarence to swear at you while you're doing it. So. Yeah, I, I think that's an important an important part of the podcast is Clarence exactly. cussing at people. Yeah. Um, let's see. I I I did want to have what could be a very short conversation about the Minnesota Lynx, and not specifically about the Lynx themselves. Um, for 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 those of you listeners who haven't been following the Minnesota Lynx, they've won their first eleven games of the season, which they're a, I, they're a fucking dynasty. Is what they, they are. yeah they've won three out of the last five NBA championships. They lost in the finals one other time, and the conference finals one other time. They're 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 real good at basketball. Uh, I think. The 11th win yesterday tied their previous mark for the number of wins to begin a season, and now they're chasing the they're chasing their own record for number of consecutive wins overall, which including that previous 11 and 0 streak to start a season and two wins at the end of the previous season was 13 games. So they're chasing all of this. There's not a zero chance that they could go through the whole season undefeated. But here, this is what I, when I was thinking about this today and what was interesting to me is we, we never, hardly ever mention the Minnesota Lynx on this podcast because I don't watch them, Brandon doesn't watch them, Clarence doesn't watch them, Stu, I assume you don't really watch them. I have watched um, a quarter of one game, it was on ESPN. Right. And you have gone to a few games as well, haven't you? Yes. When Celia played basketball. Right. And I, I think it's... I think it's probable. I have never been to a Lynx game. I'm guessing neither Brandon nor Clarence has been to a Lynx game. So here's here's what I was thinking about. Um, we are not really the media on this podcast. I Stu is kind of the media. He works in media, and I'm kind of the media when it comes to soccer media. But we're not really the traditional media in any real sense. We're not a newspaper. We don't have a radio show or anything like that. But we we do have some people i there's i assume there's like six people listening to us right now there's wade and my brother wade. and uh um uh it won't be clarence nor neither clarence nor brandon listen i think gleeman will just have us on in the background sometimes so yeah. the so we have those three people but mm-hmm. in some ways we are part of this whole Pseudo media, kind of media, sort of media thing that is that second that, level. Yeah, that talks a lot about sports in Minnesota, and so in some in some ways we're slightly responsible for not necessarily setting the agenda for what people talk about, but it just giving giving some weight to what gets talked about. And by the by, we I'm not just saying us the sportive podcast, but I'm saying all of the pseudo sort of media along with the 
actual media itself, like newspapers and radio stations and stuff. And I know the Star Tribune has been... The links usually are on the front page of the sports section and stuff now, and I, I don't know I, I don't know what KFAN is covering them or how they're covering them. Maybe they're giving them a lot of coverage. But my question is, do, do we have... I think, in their defense, I think they have Cheryl Reeve on fairly regularly. Yeah, and that may be and true. I showed us that Ferrero had Reeve on today, actually. I I don't want to impugn or praise KFAN because I just don't know what they actually do for link cover, links coverage. But for for a podcast like us and for people who are interested in Minnesota sports as a whole or Minnesota basketball, do we have a responsibility to talk about the Lynx more? Because um, they're awesome? Because they're a team that doesn't get talked about a lot? Because they're a women's sport and we should treat them more seriously? Because that's important in some way? Is any of this resonating with you at all, Stu? I don't think we have a responsibility to talk about them. Okay. Mostly because it would be pandering because we don't watch them and we would not be able to say it'd be like me talking about the hockey. Well, do we or have a responsibility to watch them? I can't think of a sport that, I can't think of a sport that you don't talk about. That's true. I'm willing to watch. talk about just any Well, I Here's just said you. I don't I I so I I think I've watched the Lynx when they're in the finals a couple of times, but usually I don't watch their games just because it would just seem like you know when As, like gopher wrestling was like a big big thing when they were yeah. going you know to the finals and stuff. I think that should be where we're at with the links right now. But aren't the links a bigger deal them. than gopher oh, wrestling they're, they're when much, they were really they're, big? Oh, they're they're a much bigger deal because they're a national story as opposed to a regional phenomenon. Yeah. And we should, but I don't know that we can or will because we don't. And that's mm-hmm. not an excuse. Well, actually, it's totally an excuse. Um, so I, we should, no, I don't want to say we should. I'm, I'm, I'm really thinking this through in real time, which is awesome because that nothing bad can come from it makes for good. It Um, makes for good listening to hear somebody verbally process their thoughts out loud. (laughs) And what the important thing to remember is that gets a bad rap, but (laughs) no, um, no, nobody has ever, while verbally processing something, nobody has ever said something that they yeah, didn't want out there. Even, even in even in their best intentions, said something yeah. badly. Um, I I think we're almost going to be forced to talk about them just simply because they're so good. And even if you think against all reason that women's sports are substandard or glorify what was it what was Royce's uh, tiptoed ball throwing tiptoed ball throwing uh, which is just insane if anyone's seen Janelle McCarville there's no tiptoeing going on there at all <laughs> she's she's a bad she's woman animal and she terrifies me um did you know this is I, this is going to be terrible but for some reason a rumor went around my hometown when I was in college that I was dating Janelle McCarville I don't know where that okay, started. We, we, I don't know we, who started okay. it. Somebody. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit get 30, bit get 20, 20, 20, bit get 20, 20, bit get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. But <laughs> somebody stop the show. We need to stop the show here right now. Or not stop. They keep recording, but we need to, like, completely focus on this for the next 20 minutes. I don't know what happened. Why? I don't know. Was this an article? I got nothing. I got nothing. I think we would have to get um, my the family friends on the podcast, the the Ortonville, the Ortonville representatives, and demand to understand who started this rumor. I I might just blame my was friend this Pete. Before, was this before you left town or after you left town? Uh, this would have been when I was in college. I was I was so at the University of Minnesota. The Minnesota Daily. <laughs> well, no, I was never a sports columnist at the Minnesota Daily. But you had a you had a column. At the I <laughs> I had a column in which I wrote about sports on the opinions page, which I think is where everybody turned to get their rants about Glenn Ma- Glenn Mason. Okay. So and anyway, were, were you and Janelle McCarvold at school at the same time? We were. And <clears throat> I have never met Janelle McCarvel in my whole life. So why would people say that you... I don't know, Stu. I, I, I thought I was going to tell a funny story, and instead you've gone full Matlock on me. Well, no, it's just, it seems like a weird... I mean, I know I know why Dave would do it. He's he's <laughs> Dave. He's just a little meaner and a little more, you know, sour than you are. Um, but I don't know why anyone else would follow along with Dave's evil plan. <laughs> Poor Dave, he's going to be so mad when he hears this. Why does Wait, Stu? Th- I'm going to get a, I'm going to get a text that says, "Why does Stu think I'm evil?" Well, because you're just a little angrier and a little. He's a little angrier and more sour than you are. And yeah, he's your twin. But in general, he's actually nicer than me. So, Dave, shout out to you. But his anyway, eyesight is worse. <laughs> no, his eyesight is much better. Damn him! Really? Oh, oh. This is not. I complain about how some twin brothers get screwed in life, but. Um, how did we get off the rails? What was I talking about? We were talking, we're talking about the w- I, I we were talking about the WNBA. Through my feelings, my 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 absolutely un. <clears throat> I I have no good thoughts on why we don't talk about the links, other than we should, and it's a failing I think on our part, and I think Clarence would probably disagree with that. Yeah, but Clarence. I, I think the point Clarence would make was, well, we should talk about what we like to watch, and yeah. just because we don't watch the links or don't like watching the links doesn't necessarily mean we're bad people or we're denying their right to be a sports team. But at the same time, like I said, we're not really the media, but we're sort of second, third, fourth tier. So at some even if even if we're just being honest about how we feel, at some to some point we help define what's actually talked about. This I remember having a conversation with Mike Rand years ago about soccer. And for a long back in like the early 1990s, the Minnesota Thunder got a fair amount of coverage and 
I I think I think it was the 2000 championship game they ran in Rochester, and the paper actually sent Mike out to cover the game out there in part because they were interested, in part because it was just a glory the glory years for newspapers when there was money for everything, and they would hmm. just send anybody anywhere to do anything. But they sent they sent Mike to like Dallas to cover the golf wrestling yeah. team. <laughs> just amazing things like that. Like yeah, of and course. that was after the internet happened. So, I mean that was. <laughs> That's why I read it on the internet, and it's like this can't, this is not sustainable. Yep, I'm reading this. I'm reading this for free. This isn't sustainable. <laughs> this, this ain't gonna work. But anyway, so they sort of went through a period of success, and then they went through a period where they had owners that had no money to invest in the team or whatever, and they weren't very good, and they weren't getting hardly any coverage at all. Not because they weren't very good, but from talking to Mike, it was just sort of like, well, they're sort of taking things less seriously, so we're taking them less seriously. But it's sort of a chicken-and-the-egg problem of we're not covering them because they're not important, and part of the reason they're not important is because we're not covering them. And like I, like I want to reiterate 12 million times, us, the sportive podcast, is not really the issue here. If we don't cover the links, someone else will cover the links. We just don't know much about the links. But overall, right. does the media, quasi, the big ball of media, have a responsibility to cover them? That's what I was interested in hearing your thoughts on. And the answer seems I to be maybe. Yeah, it's... I God, I I really should have thought about this because it deserves thinking about, and I'm not doing a good job of it. Well, that'll because happen. We, I mean, professional wrestling is in, is very popular. Mm-hmm. We've talked about it once in 164 <laughs> and a half episodes. Well, as it relates to as, as it relates to musical theater. That's how. That's the extent to which we've talked about professional which, wrestling. If you're going to talk about pro wrestling, you might as well talk about how it relates to musical theater. Exactly, because it's the same goddamn thing. Um, and clearly, the WNBA is um, more legit than that. Not saying it's better, but it's obviously the. It's not a scripted outcome. And man, we should talk about it more. I don't know that we will. And it's not, I'm not saying it's right or fair. And I just think that if we're talking about it just so we're pandering to, you know, make us, you know, I don't know what the right term is for it, but like white knighting or some such thing sure. about paying attention to, you know, women's basketball just to, you know, pretend like we're like really good feminists. I don't know that that's, that's probably more destructive than anything else. Whereas I think they're just going to be, they're so good right now that it may be inescapable and we'll have to talk about it. I mean, if they like make this 11 and 0 turns into like 21 and 0. We probably should mention that. Well, absolutely. Well, it's it's good. I mean, they're already on SportsCenter. That's true. I mean, that's, they were, I think, the third or fourth story this morning. I mean, so I. I want well, to be better. Okay, they're, they're, okay. They're, I, I have now, I have now landed on my opinion. Is that I want to be better about this? All right, because this, we do this... a lo- we do a local sports podcast, and they're easily, easily the best team in town. <laughs> it's really not close at all. It's not. Even, there are not no even other close. contenders. No, I mean, <laughs> the Minnesota Vikings are the closest to them. That's and, almost terrifying. Um, 
That's almost terrifying. It's like so, Carl Anthony Towns, the Lynx, and Teddy Bridgewater right now. That's the I entire think, I think I, I, I will propose that next week we do Lynx Corner, where we like do a you know a five-minute bit done. Whoever actually watched the Lynx. Like, <laughs> but that means one of us is going to have to watch a game. We're going to have to like assign watching this game because we well, don't no, want to pander. I think, I think natu- it'll just happen naturally, I think. Unless All they right. like, lose three in a row. It would be so it would be kind of a sport of curse if they came out and lost four games in a row now. Now that we spent all this time worrying about whether to talk about their winning streak, right? So i uh, I think I think we can and should do better by the Lynx because they have absolutely at least earned our consideration, if nothing else. Got it. All right, good group session. There I want. God, I, I, I am not even going to listen back to this at all because it just it's got to be just yammering <laughs> uh, just yammering is also I, mean, I apologize to everyone listening to this especially if, if women are listening I mean our three female listeners yep. I'm so sorry because that, that was just oh, such liberal pandering bullshit I just oh god I'm sorry so, but well, anyway the Minnesota Lynx are good you should watch them because they are better than every other team in town the important thing is and that we you feel guilty about it. Because everything. they're girls, fuck you. So there, <laughs> that's also a thing I really wanted to make clear there. So. All right. Thanks for talking through that, Stu. I, I really appreciate Thank your you. thoughts okay. there. there. All right. Here, so. here is something we haven't done before, but it came out of a tweet from former podcast guest Giles Farrell, who oh said something. He told someone else but used our Twitter handle, which is how I saw this tweet, that he had started watching The Americans, the FX television show, because the podcast had recommended it, and we had talked a number of times about how great The Americans was. So I thought, well, we've got people who know stuff about pop culture stuff. We've got Stu and Brandon and Clarence who all know stuff about stuff. I really can only recommend niche sports. Things to do with niche sports, I probably have a good idea. Other than that, I'm pretty useless. But... What I wanted to get was a recommendation segment that we're going to try out, that we're going to call, uh, let's call it the Sport of Recommends, because that's what we're doing. What I want from you, Stu, is I want yeah. anywhere between one and three, although Clarence sent in his four, so I guess it could be one to four. I want to hear albums that everyone should probably own because they want to listen to them multiple times. So we now know that Ted Nugent made four albums, so that's good. Yep. Um, All four greatest hits of Ted Nugent is yep. Clarence's list. Um, four records. Um, golly. And this is really? what you're recommending here is you're saying, if you don't own a copy of this, you should buy it because you will want to listen to it from beginning to end multiple times. Okay. Gosh, I really should have written some things down. Um, why don't should I start with? Is sign on mic is awesome, by the way. It just it just echoes and it gives it a rich mahogany scent. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, the Clumming. All right. Um, Dusty in Memphis by Dusty Springfield. Okay. And uh, gosh, pleased to meet me by the replacements. So right. those three. There's, there's three good things to start. Would with. You, would you do them in that order? 
I would just say those are three really good records that I've enjoyed listening to of late. Okay. And start with those changes. three. Start with those three. Um, the cl- that Clash is like you know English. That's English punk, but it's also very classic. I mean, KQRS plays stuff off of London Calling, so it's not inaccessible at all. Uh, Dusty uh, in Memphis. Um, you'll know Son of a Preacher Man from Pulp Fiction if you've ever watched Pulp Fiction, mm-hmm. which you absolutely have. And mm-hmm. there's a whole bunch of other songs on there. And then Please Meet Me is by The Replacements, and it's their most accessible record with their best songs. That is also accessible. So, what was the What was the first Replacements album? Um, sorry, Ma, forgot to take out the trash. <laughs> okay. All right, so not that one. No, this one, it would be the sixth or seventh. Six or seven. Wow. I would not. Ha- I am not a replacements historian in any way, but I would not have guessed that they made seven albums. Yeah, this one is the one that has Alex Chilton on it, so people would All know right. that one probably most. So. All right, those are good picks. Um, yeah. I'll give you. I'll give you Clarence's list, and you can agree or disagree. Clarence's okay. list, obviously, number one on Clarence's list was Rumors by Fleetwood Mac. Yep, I didn't even put that one on there just because I assumed everyone knew that one was coming. We yeah, did a whole we, episode on that album. So we did a whole episode where we walked through the entire Rumors album. Every, every, the track listing, one by one. So, Fuck number you, two on it. Boring Songbird, but everything else is great. So. <laughs> what? Did, did we ever decide our favorite, what the best song on Rumors was? Never Didn't going we? back again is what Clarence and I both agreed was the best song on there. And we so, will fight you if you're wrong. I agree with that one. Clarence's number two was 1984 by Van Halen. That's fine. It's it's a fine album. Was it the best it's Van the Halen album? Lee, it's the last David Lee Roth studio album with him. Was it? I feel like there. I feel like I've read Chuck Klosterman write about Van Halen before, and that 1984 was not their best album, but. I'll, I'm going to trust Clarence more than Chuck Wilson. I think I think Diver Down was probably their best album, but that's just that's just one man's opinion, as um, Royal Tenenbaum would say. All right, uh, Clarence's third again. He gave us a list of four. His third album that you need to listen to multiple times is Appetite for Destruction by Guns N' Roses, which, in my mind, Boy. the persona of Clarence Swanton. You and I know the. the the actual person the behind Clarence, Clarence, who's nothing like Clarence Swamptown, but the persona of Clarence Swamptown, if it was made into an album, it would be Appetite mm-hmm. for Destruction. Yeah, that's probably yeah, that, yeah. I would say that's right. And he, his fourth album, which kind of surprised me because for some reason I just didn't think of him as a Nirvana person, but his fourth one was Nevermind. Yeah, it it should be. It's a good record. Yeah, it's. Uh, if there's a single album, well, at least a single rock album that sort of defines the period between about 1992 and 2004, it would be Nevermind. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, that that's a good list. All seven of those are good. I don't know what Brandon's picks were. He did he did not share his picks for the sport of recommend. Uh-huh. The sport of his, recommend. His were the Life of Pablo by Kanye West. <laughs> Um, 808s and Heartbreak by Kanye West. And I think the other one was My Dark Twisted Fantasy by Kanye West. I My Dark have, Beautiful Twisted Fantasy by Kanye West. I have nothing to dispute any of that. Yeah. I, I'm I, just, I can't I, I can't I tell you whether 
He loves his yay. We're well aware that he loves his yay. Yep. I I can only agree with you. Alright, that's a good that's good recommendation, Stu. I I think in order to support the music industry you're all gonna want to go out and buy some albums because those are good picks. Or at least stream them. Go go to your go to your uh, Spotify account and stream the hell out of those. Are you a Spotify mm-hmm. guy? I use Spotify. I use the pay service for Spotify. The paid service for Spotify. I, I don't get the commercials. That's you don't want commercials in your music. Wait, you can. Eh, never mind. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go into Spotify right now. Okay. Um. All right. That's supportive recommends. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else I wanted to talk about, and we we are trying to go quickly for once. We we said that many times on the podcast, but I'm hoping right. to actually do it tonight because I'm looking at the clock and it is 4:30 a.m. Yeah, 4:30 a.m. is correct. So, uh, <laughs> I I I was trying to think of what's actually going on right now, and all I could come up with was the U.S. Open golf tournament, which is this week, and I I just wanted to mention. The following quote. What's happening at the U.S. Open is everyone gets to the course for the week, and they discover that the the guy who's in charge of the U.S. Open has grown the rough to waist height and has planted extra rough where there once was fairway, so there's no longer a fairway, and has hired a squad of genetically engineered velociraptors to run around the course attacking golfers. Because that's what the U.S. Open does. It just tries to make people miserable. But the complaining that always goes on, I, I, I suspect that there's sort of a competition among golf writers to goad golfers into saying the stupidest, most whiny thing. Because that's part of the U.S. Open tradition is that everybody gets there and they're like, well, no one could play this course. It, if, if we have to play here all week, I think that I might... <sighs> Finish over par. That would be a real shame if the winner didn't finish under par by like 27 shots. Anyway, the the dumbest quote I could find about the U.S. Open this week was from Jordan Spieth, who's really good at golf, and he's also like, he's like 14 years old. The world, isn't he? Yeah, he's he's awesome at golf. He he wins. A, he won a bunch of majors. He's like 14 years old, and he said, and I'm quoting here: "I really think it's a bit of a shame they dumped all this sand into the bunkers." I don't think it was necessary. He's complaining about sand in the bunker, Stu. Um, now, the U.S. Open is notorious. Like, you were talking about the roughs, and the greens are essentially a Walmart parking lot in August, as yep. far as putting surface and, goes. And they're usually shaped such that you can't actually get the ball on the green at any time. If the it's parking like, lot was downhill, going yep. into like a, like a crater of molten lava... And Dick Enberg or something. I don't know. He doesn't do <laughs> well. That doesn't make any sense. Let's say Vern Lundgren Yeah, I I have very little sympathy for golfers, and I am not even. I don't. I don't even need to explain that, do I? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's <laughs> golf seemed like it was briefly interesting on a large scale when. Tiger was sort of first starting out, like the first time Tiger won the Masters in about 1996, it was super interesting, and then it was sort of interesting in the sense of, is there anything that can stop Tiger? As as it turned out, the answer to that question was the mailbox at the end of his driveway. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> Or his penis, <laughs> and what he did with it. Yeah, he's, 
he's not he, a not a good human being. No, he 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 should not have done what he did. Did you ever read the Wright Thompson profile? It wasn't even a profile. It was more of a story about him I, I slash hatchet job. One. That's one of those things that's like in my like you know bookmarked for to read at some point, and it's been sitting there for six months now. Should Man, be read it. Tiger Woods is a crazy person. And taking advice from Michael Jordan and Charles Barkley, which does not seem like a good idea to me. No, never do that. That's bad. <laughs> anyway, do Google right, right Thompson Tiger Woods, and you, you know, it's good. Just go ahead and read that. Anyway, I just wanted to mention Jordan Spieth complaining about there being sand in the bunkers because that's about as whiny as athletics gets right there. Yeah. Whining about there I... being a sand in the bunker on a professional golf course. And how hard that'll make it for you to play golf there is just about just about the but end of it. The thing is, it's not done against any one player. It's the course is unfair to everyone equally. There's no yeah. one who's good at playing on a Walmart parking lot in August. There's no one who's good at playing in the Jurassic Park, you know, jungle where you know Newman from Seinfeld is <laughs> losing his Barbasol can. I mean, it's. It's not like tilted against, and there's no one golfer who's good at that. It's equally unfair. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why. Well, I mean, I know why because people love to bitch about their job. It's human nature, but it's golf. So shut the fuck up, Jordan Spieth. That's mm-hmm. there. That's right. So. You got told, Jordan Spieth. You got told. All right, uh, Stu. Do you have anything else you wanted to mention on this week's podcast? Um. Before we start recording, um, I think I mentioned that uh, Surly Brewing has a new beer out called Ten for their tenth mm-hmm. anniversary. It is, I think, it's called an old ale, so it's kind of it's it's a little sweeter and it's just delicious. It's like an eight percent ABV. Um, it's really good, and if you can find it in your local liquor store or pub, I recommend having a pint of it because it's really good. I had one before the show started, and it was tasty. That's good. There's so, another sport of recommends. Another sport little sport of recommends, of recommends yes. at the yeah. end of the show. If if you don't like a sweeter beer, then don't go down that road. But if you do like a sweeter beer, because I know Clarence is, he's got hangups on beers with flavors. And, he's just got hangups in general. But That's... but he loves but he loves really strong IPAs because they'll <laughs> they'll get you aft up really right quick. But um. I know he does he doesn't like he doesn't like the coffee beers and the porters that you and I like, so Yeah. You you and I are of one accord on that we're, and we're of Clarence hates us. There. We are. Yeah. I do That's love a okay. dark beer. Um I I got nothing else. I got yeah, nothing I else for the I podcast. Do um I don't know why I want to stretch it out any. I just want to go to bed at no, this point. No, we we got it to we got it to an hour almost, didn't we? Well, it, it doesn't matter. We're we're just happy there was a podcast at all. This is two oh, weeks oh, in a row. Oh, oh, oh go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Put two minutes on the clock. Two minutes on the clock. Okay. Um, this is one's to you. Mike Yo in St. Louis. Your thoughts? Um, but not until the year after next, which is kind of yes, funny. Cause... Coach and waiting. Yeah, that's what I meant. Like the whole coach and waiting. <laughs> Ken Hitchcock is his mentor, right? Ken Hitchcock is on the last year of his contract for the 15th straight year, it seems like, in St. Louis. Because every year it's like, well, this is the year that Ken Hitchcock has to prove himself. And then they made the conference finals this year. Well, I guess we'll give him one more year. So I guess it's nice for Ken Hitchcock that he can finally actually hire the movers instead of just calling and getting a quote every year about this time. (laughs) So good for him. 
they've still got Vladimir Tarasenko and a bunch of other good players, and they're in the Wilds division, and so I hope all of those players get hurt over the summer. Good. That's what I wanted to know. I didn't know if um that was a big deal to Wild fans. I didn't know how Yo. I mean, it didn't seem like anybody was sad to see Mike Yo. No, I think he was a little like Ron Gardenhier by the end in that everyone had just been sort of waiting for him to get fired so long that by the end no one was saying, well, I really think we need to give Gardenhier a little more chance to establish himself. Mm-hmm. It was the same with Yo. Like, we know what we're getting with Yo, and we're kind of tired of it. Another good comparison would be Glenn Mason four years before he actually got fired. Like, well, we know what we're getting here. They're going to win one game they shouldn't, and they're going to lose three games they shouldn't in the most painful manner possible, and may the fleas of a thousand camels infest the armpits of Glenn Mason. We've been over all this on the podcast before. Yes, this is, yes we I was going to say, this is this is two weeks in a row that I've had to I be part I of a, not, a two-man show. That, I wasn't going to predict that asking about Mike Yo will get you to Glenn Mason in under two minutes. But I was pretty confident that I was. That uh, exactly I can get there. I can get there from anywhere. I'm like I'm like yeah. the Steph Curry jump shot of nice. getting anywhere near making fun of Glenn Mason because I love important him. and that's a good idea. It's important for everyone. All right, that's it. That's it for us. Stu, will you sing um, us? Sing "Son of a Preacher Man" to take us out. Um, Billy was a preacher, son, and his children to come along. Oh. See you, bye! Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.